Sit tight and listen keenly while I play for you a brand new musical biscuit. I hope you realize you're playing a dime. This time I bet you it's bad. Welcome to 80s Only, your trip back to the 80s with two guys who are there and most importantly had the best hair. I am the 80s guru himself, Monty Griffin. Yay! And with me is the Iceman of the 1980s. That's right. My buddy, Eric Swainy. How are you, Eric? I'm doing great, Monty. You're everyone's problem. That's because every time you do a podcast, you're unsafe. Exactly. <laughs> That's right, Eric. I am unsafe. <laughs> I am dangerous. Ow, I just chopped my mouth. <laughs> Ow. Okay, so hey, sorry we've been gone a while. Basically what happened, I'm going to air some dirty laundry real quick. Eric and I had a lost episode. We had a who's better. I picked my wife, Belinda Carlisle. He picked his wife, Sue Anna Hoffs. And then it got kind of personal. And then we didn't talk for a while. Eric did an interview in Sabre newspaper at Eastwood and told his side of the story, which is basically bullshit, but... It's bygones, bygones, bygones. We are, we're going we're gonna to be friends again and do the podcast. So first off, Eric, I want to apologize for saying in the 80s, you, your hairstyle was a knockoff George Michaels. I'm sorry. I, I accept your apology, Monty. And I want to apologize for saying that your hairstyle was like the dad from ALF. Hey, <laughs> that's it. We're, we're broken up. <laughs> hey, Monty. <laughs> 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 I, you know there's no coming there, there's no coming back from that i don't think it's just, it's just I, well there was no coming back from you you talking about uh you know there's almost no coming back from you talking about my wife having worse hair than your wife hey hey hey, hey. let's not let's not get that let's we're, we're happy we're back we are back 80s only this subject this week is the one that rules it all eric what's the one movie that rules it all the lord of the rings the return oh no no i'm sorry the one movie that rules it all well that of course is top gun or tom thumb if you like uh, spinoffs exactly we'll talk about that some other time yes top gun maverick is the biggest money-making movie of the year it brought people people back to the theaters the 80s are back on top yay oh heck yeah that's that's phenomenal i mean i mean think about this top gun maverick it, it, it just proves that movies of the 80s can exist today if done properly, and they can dominate. Exactly. Um, at one point, I thought it looked like this movie was going to make $1.2 billion. It is going to close it into $1.5 billion. Um, like it, it brought people back to the theaters. Like Paramount wanted to release this movie two years ago on the streaming service. We're going to get into that later. Thank, thank God that didn't happen. And Top Gun is crushing everything this year. Marvel is in his way. You know, minions. It, nothing can stop Top Gun. And we are happy that the 80s are back and strong and where it should be. That's right. And uh, you know what? The, the, the genius of Tom Cruise uh, arguing with them, I'm sure we'll get into that a little later, but, but uh, this, the fact that this movie is back, the fact that, that this genre is back, in, fa in fact, of just a nonstop action summer blockbuster, um, it, 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 it blows your mind because you think there's a generation of people that saw the first movie in the theaters that are now seeing it. And then there's a generation of people that grew up watching it with commercial breaks on, you know, the original with commercial breaks on USA or TNT or, you know any other channel then they're seeing this this new they, they've flooded to this new movie i it, it it's it's insane the, the insanity and the, the level of excitement around this movie for two years building has uh, you and they basically on two trailers oh it's, exactly it, yeah it was just it's incredible uh, i think the delay helped we'll go on that a little bit later but first eric i have a pop quiz hot hot shot for you what is this what, what are you what are you dennis hopper and speed all of a sudden 
Yes. If this podcast gets under 50 miles an hour, it will blow up. <laughs> the 90s. We slipped into the 90s. Okay. Oh. So this, this the last last few months of the year, we're going to be doing 1987 because the 35th year anniversary of that, 35 year of me graduating high school. Yay. The 35th anniversary of Eric actually enjoying football games at SMU. And just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the last year before soccer. <laughs> yes, Eric goes to a strong football school, and then he only watches football for one year, and it's soccer, and then a basic and scab team at the last year. That's right, a lot of walk ons. Yeah, if, if you want to watch what's the best team money can buy, I think the 30 for 30 about SMU, you'll know what I'm talking about. All right, Eric, I found this. On Facebook, 1987 songs. I'm going to say a song, say yes or no if you remember it, and one quick fact about it that you remember. Okay, go. Walk Like an Egyptian by the Bengals. My wife, Susanna Hoffs, is hot. All right. Alone by Heart. Oh, uh, I love that song, and I love uh, Carrie Underwood doing it on uh, American Idol. Good. Shake You Down by Gregory Abbott, who I don't know who that is. I'm gonna shake you down. Well, well, that's what I remember. Okay, well, well, nice. Oh, this is good. I want to dance with somebody, Whitney Houston. Yes, and uh, there's an upcoming documentary, I believe, or a movie in theaters, uh, not a mockumentary or some sort of docu, whatever you call it. Yes, one of your favorite bands. Nothing's gonna stop us now, Starship. Yes, of course. Nothing's gonna stop us now, Mannequin. Yes, I mm, Kim Cattrall <laughs> and Mickey Thomas, of course, singing uh, a lot of that. It's he was sort of taking over for Grace Slick there. C'est la vie, Robbie Neville. Oh yes, that, was it? He was. Uh, didn't he have the curly red hair? Yes. Okay, that's what I remember. All right, we all remember this one. Here I go again. Yeah, uh, yeah, Tony Katane, uh, R.I.P. Oh, what movie is this from? Shakedown, Bob Seger. <laughs> That is, I, I think that's for Beverly Hills Cop 2. You are correct. Shake down, break down. All right. This is a great album. Living on a Prayer, Bon Jovi. That Bon Jovi and that great video of him flying around the audience in a harness. That was great. Whoa, whoa, we're halfway there. Whoa, whoa, living on a prayer. All right. This one is a song that is not sung by the original artist, but it was a big hit in 1987. La Bamba, Los Lobos. Monty, you and I have a special place in our heart for this song because we both dislike and are annoyed by it. But uh, this is the, this, the the best part about this song was we figured out what Chavez did uh, after he uh, <laughs> after he ran off with the, his uh, spirit horse. Exactly. We uh, wait, wait. I think we got our movies confused. I'm, not, <laughs> oh, I'm, not too sure. I'm sorry. That was uh, of course Lou Diamond Phillips. I was making I was making a Young Guns reference, Monty. Ah, Monty, I was making a Young Guns reference. Young Guns 2 reference. <laughs> okay, then uh, everybody have fun tonight, Wang Chung. Yes, everybody did have fun Wang Chunging. Yes, I like this song. Uh, Don't Dream It's Over, Crowded House. Oh, yeah. Hey, now, hey, now. Don't Dream It's Over. Oh, this is incredible. I saw this concert after my last tennis match in Las Cruces. With or without you, you too. Oh, yeah. And and that was great because I, I just, you if, if everyone can remember the video and he does the my hands are tied, he goes, my hands are tied. He puts his hands over his head and he's all crouched down for some reason. That was a great video. Remember when we used to go to malls and check out hot teenage girls who could sing? Yes, that's right. I'm talking about Tiffany. I think we're alone now. Oh, my God, Monty. Yes, yes, yes. The redheaded goddess, Tiffany. Oh, but also just in general, Tiffany is hot.
Oh my god, so hot! Yeah, I, thought, I was so in love with her. There's like, there's like two girls, like it's like the same time, the Mall Scene girls. It was uh, Tiffany and my personal favorite, Debbie Gibson. No, not even. She can't even go hold a candle to Tiffany. Tiffany is hot, 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 hot. hot. Excuse me. I'm going yeah. to stop this podcast right now and turn all the way back to 1986. If you keep this up, Eric. No, let's think about let's let's just talk about their Playboy spreads. I mean, that those alone. Well, okay, that's later on. So technically, technically, yeah, yes. But, but even but even back then, I mean, Tiffany was just hot. All right, this I, I challenge you, Eric. This is what we're going to do next week. We're going to do who's better. I am taking my future wife, Debbie Gibson, and you will take your future wife, Tiffany, and we'll discuss who's better. And we will take it to our fans in a poll as well. How's that sound? That sounds great, except for I'm going to have to uh, talk to my current wife, Susanna Hoffs, about uh, whether or not I could do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know Belinda might be kind of mad at me as well. We, we never know. I, mean, I don't know if you noticed the GoGo's documentary is back on rotation this month on uh, on on uh, Showtime. Have you noticed that? Oh, I haven't seen that. I got we're gonna check it out. It's been a year, hasn't it? Yeah, it's like actually almost two years. And then uh, you know what else has been on Showtime? Speaking of the '80s, have you seen the McEnroe documentary? Yes, I've seen it. I've watched it twice. Yeah, I want to talk about that. I think that might have its own episode, John McEnroe, because he's huge in the 80s. And uh, one thing he mentioned that he kind of uh, kind of skipped over, like how he's how he went down so quickly. And he just says one time, cocaine, and then they went they went away at all. Yeah, yeah you no, know, why did you get into it before? <laughs> he left out a lot of he left out a lot of stuff that's been in, in, in previous uh, articles and in his uh, that old that book he, he put out years ago. A lot yeah, of good that, stories he left out. Yeah, it's just like because uh, if you think about John McEnroe, like he was in 1984, he's number one in the world, no one can touch him. And then 1986, he was 16 in the world. So what happened? Well, he starts hanging out with Tatum O'Neill and doesn't play anymore. And I remember Howard Cosell had a rumor that he was in rehab, and McEnroe was like, "Well, that wasn't true." And I'm all, you know what? It probably was true because he didn't play like six months in 1986 or six months in 1987. So kind of makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yep. Where were you, Johnny Mac? Boy, if, yeah. imagine social media back then. Oh no! Exactly with him. Oh my God! Yeah, this is how big of a, a tennis player John McEnroe's McEnroe was. He got married to Tatum O'Neill, who was she wasn't even that big of a star yet. She was a bigger star in the seventies, like she she was fading. But yet it was on the cover of People magazine, which was the great, which was like E at the time. You know what I mean? The greatest thing ever. I know. So that right there was a nice tease for our upcoming episode on the McEnroe documentary and John McEnroe in general. Exactly. We'll be doing that later. But first. We have one more song to do, Eric, from 1987. Do you remember two words Billy Idol used to say all the time from a 60s song? I absolutely do, because it, because uh, there's a lot of time spent in Juarez at, at clubs, and they would play uh, Moni Moni, uh, Billy Moni Idol's Moni. version of it. And, 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 and everyone would say, here she come now, say Moni Moni, and the crowd would just yell, get late, get you know, it, it was it was oh, wow. That was yeah, a big big. I did Mazalan for my senior trip. It was just as crazy. <laughs> yeah, that was wild. That that, that 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 was a that was a fun song, just a chanting song. And 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 there was always the search for it. Like, where could I get a copy of that song? Where I, I have to wait by the radio to tape it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my uh, my my cousin would like uh, tape music and all that and play it like uh, like and add it to his movies. You know what I mean? Like, like he made these eight, you know uh, super eight movies. They were actually you know kind of good to call himself Karate Dave because he's in the Bruce Lee and he's having like the um, Gordon Lightfoot. If you could read my uh, mind song going and it went, at the at, towards the end of the song you hear the uh, Chico's Tacos ads because they played it over. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> 
Yeah, did it, I think they used to have like a cue, like Ozzy would have a new album out, and at like eleven oh five, they would play the whole album on on Kelly Q, so you could record it. Remember that? Yes. Yeah, they were telling you, and everyone's sitting around waiting. Okay, I got a thirty-minute cassette. <laughs> <laughs> Much like the one behind you. Exactly. There you go. It, I think this one has uh, has. I don't. I have no clue what this has. I'm not going to pretend. <laughs> you used to make me like tapes. Pull the little, tape out. little tape out and see how see how far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you used to make you used to make me mix tapes like uh, after college of like what you're listening to and you'd send them back. Remember that? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and unfortunately, a lot of those included such songs, that, you know, like weird, uh, weird things like uh, with, you know, RoboCop and stuff like that. Exactly. Got to put movie lines in between every song. <laughs> exactly. All right, Eric. So now we're at the main subject of the day. Eric, what are we talking about? Who rules the world? Who rules the world uh, in this? It, it, well, it's clearly Tom Cruise and Maverick. I mean, that, that, that's that's got to be it. I, at first, I was going to you know say something like, you know, the minions, but but it's not. It's Tom Cruise and Maverick. Yeah. Um, basically, we're wondering for years who can stop Marvel. Marvel is the only thing that can stop itself. No, actually, Maverick can stop Marvel. That's right. Tom Cruise Maverick is at the top of the movie world. Make it almost one point five billion dollars worldwide yes that's billion with a b those are marvel numbers those are star wars numbers those are bigger than anything fast and furious has ever done that is right 80s are back tom cruise is back maverick is back the, can you can you believe this did you see this coming no no i did not I, you know i knew it would be big because uh, um I, I knew it would be huge because for so many years it's been this cult movie that was it was big in the 80s but but more and more and more and more and more and more people started watching it and there's just the need and desire to see this character go on and what would he be doing now and what would happen now and then all of a sudden i didn't realize the action was going to be that great though yeah it was, it was incredible uh tom cruise is a stickler for reality in film movies like he actually does the stunts he does everything i hope it doesn't happen he's probably going to die on a movie set one day doing something crazy knowing that guy uh, but like he did not want to have you know cgi you know um, airplane fights. He wanted it to be real. It had to be real. The actors were in the uh, in the planes, you know, putting their own makeup on, getting their own lights and doing the lines, you know what I mean? So it had to be that real. And you know what? When you go to a theater, it makes a huge difference watching that movie there. Yeah, it, it, this definitely is going it, to, it, it'll be fine on home video if you have a big TV and sound system, but but you this needs to be seen on the big screen. And apparently, a lot of people got that message because they went, they went back, they took friends, I mean, there's there. In order for a movie to make that much money, there has to be repeat viewings. I mean, this we're we're in James Cameron territory now. Uh, exactly. This is the only movie. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, it's the only movie to be number one Memorial Day weekend, and the only movie to be number one as well on Labor Day weekend. Yeah. That, ladies and gentlemen, that, that ladies and gentlemen is called a movie having legs. I mean, that that's incredible, and it'll probably be sticking be sticking around for the holiday season. <laughs> And that doesn't happen anymore with movies because basically what it is, you try to get your big money the first two or three weeks and then you just kind of leg it out. This is more like what happened like in the 90s or 80s and all that example. Uh, something about Mary did not become the number one movie in America until like eight weeks later. Right. I remember when uh, Tom, I, I, you probably get a, you probably want to discuss this, uh, um, when Tom was so upset because of the, the theatrical window, they yeah, were trying okay. to close it on him. Let's actually let's actually get into that real quick. Okay, so um, first, let's okay. When you heard the sequel was coming, what did you what did you think at first? When because they've been talking about making a Top Gun sequel for a while. Well, the first thing I thought was that they were going to do something. My first thought was they have to do something with drones. 
you know, but like he's a drone pilot or they're, they're drone pilots or something. I, you know, I'm like, this, we can't get back into planes. And then my second thought was, was, is Iceman going to be there? That was seriously. That was the first. Uh, I said, oh, yeah. Well, Iceman's got to be in it. Yeah, uh, I was a little uh, wary at first. We're we'll gonna a little bit later, just because I personally thought Top Gun can only work in the '80s because you had the Cold War going on. You know, we had a, a you know the fake enemy Russia, and I don't know. Was would Maverick still be in the? In the Navy, all these years later, apparently yes, <laughs> and um, I just, I just thought a lot of things would not work. Uh, I will go over that later when I give my apologies to Tom Cruise, but I, I was wrong about that. And then, um, as you said, something changed. The uh, trailer came out, Eric. Yeah, the trailer came out, and everyone was blown away. I was blown away. I, I, I thought, oh my god. And then, and then, of course, it came out and, and uh, announced the, the release date which didn't happen. <laughs> so I, so then, then the best part about it was there was never really, there was never a second trailer for a long, long time. They kept showing the same trailer over and over. So there was no reveal. We didn't know what the hell was going to go, what was going to happen with these guys. And so that, that was phenomenal. It was a nice build. Yeah, so basically, um, this movie was delayed at least three or four times. It was supposed to come out in May of 2020. Then it was supposed to come out a couple times in 2021. And then I remember, like, we we're, were planning to, uh, to have a podcast, like, I think in the fall of 2021, uh, or was it? Of 2021 all around it and then they moved it to next year and i think we talked about it on podcast we were not happy about that no no because it, 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 we were afraid i was afraid that the delay was going to kill it uh people were going to lose interest it was not going to happen we're going to build more and more more and more marvel more dc more everything but maverick and people were going to lose interest and and it was just going to kill the movie plus they weren't releasing any new footage to, to keep people happy Tom Cruise is working on Mission Impossible movies. You know, when, when yeah, how, how is this ever going to work after all these delays? And we see how delays kill movies. Yeah, actually, this time I actually, because uh, usually I have a, a rule of thumb. If I know a movie's been re re delayed once or twice, like, example, Morbus, uh, it's going to be horrible. <laughs> yeah. I won't go. I won't go see that. It's like, oh, it's been a delay. That means they're, they're hiding or they just dump it off and whatever but um the, you know it was you know delayed because of the pandemic and then basically some things happened at paramount um basically they fired their head last year uh jim uh Giannopoulos was fired because he's too theater centric and so they hired uh, now by theater by theater centric do you mean to broadway or do you mean to no no he wanted he wanted he believed more in releasing movies and movie theaters and paramount has this thing called paramount plus that i think the only thing good thing on there is the offer <laughs> uh, which is that making the godfather and that's like kind of like the one of the the least um of the streaming services like the least buzz you know what i mean their paramount's best show is uh, yellowstone can you watch yellowstone on paramount early episodes <laughs> I don't think so, but but you know what I can watch is I, I do I, I will I will give them this I do like all their Star Trek content. Yeah, they do well there, yes. But also Paramount's been like three different things. It was like was it CBS Plus for a little bit? Yes, <laughs> yes. The uh, the Good Fight is good all is, is is nice on there also. Yeah, um, and so Paramount hired Brian Robbins from Head of the Class. Remember him? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Martin Mull. Yeah, and so they basically were trying to make it. You know, they wanted to do more things for streaming, but the guy Jimmy Apples had the last laugh because this year alone besides Top Gun look at the hits that he uh, he greenlit not Brian Robbins he greenlit Scream hit The Lost City hit Song hit Jackass Forever hit yes people are coming back to theaters it's been too long theaters do rule again they do they do I was just doing a count yesterday uh, I I keep track on a site called Letterboxd uh, 
movies that I've watched in the theaters and stuff like that. And I made a list and it's um, I, I've seen, I think, 23 in theater this year. Last year was 24. And then 2022 was like 11 or 13, I believe. And then before 2019, I saw 40 in, in the 40s in the theaters. So and that that's basically the last two years have been released on what's been available. Yeah. Okay, you know, in theaters now, more and more movies are going back into theaters for longer periods of time. So, get it back there, everybody. Yeah, I uh, basically been um, haven't been going as much this year because they hadn't really released anything. It was just like, I don't know if I want to see that. It was just kind of, um, you know, kind of you know dry out there. I did see last week uh, the greatest beer run ever. Did you see that? No, <laughs> I haven't watched that yet. You... It's actually pretty good. Uh, I saw it. Uh, Peter Fairley directed it. I liked it. It directs in the middle. It's also on Apple TV, so if you don't want to go to the theater, you can watch it there as well. Uh, I wanted to see Confess Fletch in the theater, but I was working that weekend, and then it, they then they pulled that out pretty quick. Yeah, that's uh, not a good sign. But that, but it's gonna be on. It's gonna be on a uh, Showtime like this month. So it's okay. like, yeah, it's a, it's just they don't they don't know how to release non-event movies anymore. Like uh, Confess Fletch, if they would release that in the nineties, it would have made like forty fifty million dollars. Yes, but now they don't know how to do this. Stuff. I went to see uh, Pearl yesterday. That was phenomenal. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Check that one out. Yeah, I wanted to see Amsterdam, but the reviews are horrible. Oh. They, like, <laughs> this looks like was it was, it, was this is another example of a f- movie filmed during the pandemic maybe where everyone's in another room i mean <laughs> you know what i mean i don't know there there seems to be there seems to be a a, a specific look and and feel to movies that were filmed during the last two years yeah so um yeah that was like made by like a 20th century fox and all that and then disney got it when they which i'm still mad about disney buying 20th century fox but that's neither here nor there and so they just kind of threw it out there uh if it was if this movie would have been kind of good they would have released it in november december for the oscar win- window but they knew they had a trick on their hands and they're just they're just throwing it out there also they didn't want to release it in uh, december because uh, margot robbie's movie uh, babylon's coming out and they they don't want to like compete against her so that's why they, they threw it out there and i think babylon's supposed to be good but Babylon's going to have some baggage on there now. We won't get into, but it's also the baggage is called uh, Brad Pitt. Why? What's going on, Monty? Give us a tease. Uh, maybe his ex-wife was saying he's abusive on the plane and choking people out. That's because he was a drunk. Oh, okay. That is fine. Okay. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Okay. Um, let's get back to Top Gun Maverick. Uh, the budget was $170 million, which is a lot of money for it, – it's, it's it's IP, you know, but it only was one movie. You know what I mean? They don't spend $170 million on something that's not, you know, Jungle Book. That's not a Marvel. That's not, some, you know, that uh, Fast and Furious movie. This is a lot of money to take on a, on a movie made back in 1986 with a star Tom Cruise – who I like. We love Tom Cruise, but except for his Mission Impossible movies, he has a little kind of spotty record the last, like, let's say, last ten years. Yeah, and, and but the, they greenlit it based on him. I'm sure. I'm sure behind the scenes somewhere, uh, he put up a lot of his own money to begin with. You know what I mean? The, oh, yeah. uh, to get this thing going and to keep it going. Oh yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, and then another reason why this movie worked: uh, Tom Cruise. Guy works his ass off to get his movies out there. He promoted it. He's at the AFC Championship game this year. He's doing the interviews. He's out there selling, selling, selling this movie. Uh, he sold it how you had to see it in a movie before the theater when he, you know, said taking everybody to the theater, which was actually kind of cool. Um, also, Eric, they wanted the movie to be released on Paramount Plus as soon as possible. But why would Tom Cruise not allow that? Because he said absolutely not. This is this is this has to be seen in the theaters. 
Exactly. And he had something else up his sleeve. He had a contract that says all his movies have to be in the theaters four months. Oh, he, that little thing called a yes. contract. I forgot about those. You know, they, everyone throws those away. I keep thinking, you know, like the NBA where you just you <laughs> contract, schmontract, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Eric's going to be holding out. He's all, he's just signed a contract. I won't know. I want something else. Yeah, that's yeah. horrible. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he held his ground and uh, he fought Paramount. The same thing was going on with Mission Possible. They wanted to read. He's on. No, dude, these are going to theaters. And um, I'm going to apologize to Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, you're right. Um, I thought the Top Gun sequel 30 years later was wrong. I thought um, you don't have. We didn't have. How we don't even have a villain out there. We don't have Russia. You can't do China because you want to be in China for the numbers. But you made up some country, and. Top Gun Maverick rules the world, and and I, I'm sorry I ever doubted you on the Top Gun Maverick. I know the character is very, very special to you because that made your career, that take, took you up to the A-list, and uh, I'm sorry, and thank you for making this incredible movie, and I apologize. Wow. Uh, on behalf of Tom, I could say, Monty, um, <laughs> I accept your apology and the cash money you spent watching my movie. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. So um, let's just go over the Top Gun Maverick. Um, this is, uh, Eric and I are both like wannabe writers. <laughs> yeah. This is basically, I'm not saying basically for, for, for 100%, but it's beat for beat the original Top Gun if you want to go into it. <laughs> Example. Oh, by the way, we're spoiling the movie. If you haven't watched it, if you're that one person who hasn't seen it, we're spoiling both movies. So. Yeah, spoiler alert. So everyone, if, if you don't want to hear about both movies, if you've never watched them, if you've been, if somehow you've been living in a cave with no electricity and no television, but at listening to podcasts, um, we're about to spoil for you. Yes. So basically, uh, beat for beat, like the original, in the opening scene, Maverick screws up. Oh no! <laughs> but yeah, but but Maverick screws up in a good way, of course. It's it's he's doing it for the people. Have you heard the uh, Have you heard the theory that Maverick actually dies in the first scene, and the rest of the movie is like him about to death? Have you heard that? Oh my gosh! No, I have not. But uh, but there I like that. There's a theory. Uh, everything that happens after the first scene, it's, it's just like the, I think there's a theory that uh, Sandy died in uh, Greece. That's why the the the, uh, the the car flies off at the end. But, Didn't yeah. she die in the Shake Shack? I have no clue. Oh, okay. I'm, just, I'm just saying that these are theories on the internet. Uh, so Maverick screws up, and after a carnival, after, a carnival accident. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm just exactly. now, now you got me on that. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Maverick screws up. Then, watching me, you've heard this before. His superior yells at him and goes over all the screw ups he has. Yes, and but but in this in this scene, the superior is played by Academy Academy Award winning actor Ed Harris for some reason. Yeah, he he's like he's only in like what two scenes? He crushes the fuck. Yeah, out. <laughs> I think it's like he's he's play, it's it's as though he's playing a character we should all know. You know, oh, he's played this character in something else, but I no, no, just Ed Harris being Ed Harris. Yeah, it was, it was, it was great because actually um, back then they had that bald guy yell at Tom Cruise, which he, he's actually good, but it worked. Uh, you know, because you mean the the you mean the principal from Back to the Future? Yeah, that guy. Okay. Yeah. Principal from Back to the Future was yelling at Tom Cruise. It kind of worked because uh, Tom Cruise wasn't was wasn't was still kind of an unknown, you know, wasn't a lister. Uh, now Tom Cruise is badass. You need somebody who can carry some gravitas that can get in his face that you would believe it. And Ed Harris fits all those all those check marks. Yes, uh, that you know you know the character he was playing. I think he was playing his uh, his uh, ill-fated character from The Rock. <laughs> That's where Ed Harris was playing. Yeah. There you go. I wish I had Sean Connery's hair from The Rock. That's what I would want. <laughs> um, so, and Maverick's in trouble, but yet, somehow, he gets to go to 
Top Gun, even though he's in trouble. What? Yeah. No way. Yes. You guys are Top Gun. It's the only place he's allowed. Yeah. But but he's sent there, of course. He's he's rescued and sent there by his buddy. Yes. Who's his buddy, Eric? Iceman. And what is Iceman's what does Iceman do right now in the in the Navy? He's ice cold, no mistakes. It's the way he flies, the way he uh, <laughs> is an ad, the way he leads as an admiral. Yes. That's right. He's an admiral, and he's been covering for Maverick the whole thirty years. <laughs> right, so which which is is kind of cool that they uh, became friends after they after they kind of saved each. Well, Maverick saved his life when he was being chased down by five MIGs. Exactly. <laughs> yes, save a life. You get you get, you get thirty years of whatever you want to do in the Navy. Awesome. Yeah, golden <laughs> ticket. <laughs> then he goes to Top Gun, but he isn't wanted there. No way. No, he's not wanted there. And uh, 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 Mad Men made it sure that uh, he didn't want him that he, to let everybody know that he didn't want him there. Don, <laughs> Don Draper is somehow now. Yeah, Don Draper is awesome. <laughs> yeah, he was a Top Gun. Uh, he won. He won the Top Gun trophy too. Uh, so, uh, John Hamm was saying when he was told he was going to be in a, a, a Top Gun, his agent said they want you. He's all. He's all. Do it. He's all. Well, is he money? He's all. No, no, no. If you mess this up. I'm going to fire you. I'm going to be in Top Gun Maverick because he's around our age. So he, of course, he, of course, he wants to be in Top Gun Maverick. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like a dream role. Yeah. So, so he goes to Top Gun. He isn't wanted there. And wait, he has problems with his supervisors there too. His superiors? No way. Oh wait, that was in the first film too. Yes, supervisors, superiors. So, so what does he do? He must go to a bar and hang out and wallow and and and, and relive the olden days. But there he finds. Oh my God! The bar scene introduces all the characters, just like the first movie. Oh my God! <laughs> yep. Only this time they play a different song, a song that will remind us of the first movie. Yes. <laughs> and what was that, Eric? Great balls of fire. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mal Tanner played whose son is he? Goose. Great, Maverick and Goose. Yeah. If if you actually do the ages of Goose's son back then and Goose's son now, they don't work. Don't. don't no, the math the do math that. doesn't add up. No, no it's not. It's not add up. And, and and you know what? You can put a porn mustache on uh, on Miles Miles Teller, but he still looks like a child yes. to me. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, and he definitely does not look like Goose's son. But who knows? Uh, and then. In the bar, there's alpha male battles between the characters. What? We didn't have any of that in the original Top Gun, did we, Eric? No, not at all. There was no Iceman versus Tom Cruise in, you know, with the who's the best pilot and all that stuff. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I keep okay. thinking, but, but there was a, there was the, uh, uh, what is it? What's his name? Glenn. Um, Glenn Powell. Yeah, Glenn Powell. Yeah, Glenn Powell as uh, it, Glenn Powell's character is more of a mix of Iceman and Maverick. If you know, yeah, yeah. Um, he's actually. Um, I think they could have used him more. He's actually pretty good. Did you ever see the movie? Uh, Everybody wants some. Yes, I did. It's, it's like supposed to be the spiritual sequel to uh, Days and Confused. It was all right. It's like Days and Confused works because it's just one night. Um, um, everybody wants some. I don't think it's as good because it's just one weekend and they're going to a different party every night and all that. But Glenn Powell is like my favorite character in that. He had all the all the conspiracy theories and all you know everything. With he had, he had an idea about something. Yeah. Yes. I, I, you know he's he's really good and and uh, what was his character uh, Hangman. Yes. Is his uh, his character's name and in and they say because well, he'll always hang you out to dry you know oh well he he ends up saving people so but uh, spoilers 
Um, and then uh, we also were introduced in that scene to the in in a in a nice twist, a nice twist uh, to my favorite character, other than Iceman in the movie, um, Phoenix. Yes. The the the, the, the female pilot, yes, which is kind of cool, and yes, she's a badass. Yeah, we got we got female pilots now. It's it's awesome. Uh, they should have been there before. I'm glad they are there. Um, and then after the alpha male battles, there's a beach sports scene. What? No way. Yes. What? Was it a beach? They would not do a beach sport in the original Top Gun, would they, Eric? They were. They were for some reason playing volleyball in jeans um, in the original Top Gun uh, to a very, very, very light-hearted Kenny Loggins song. <laughs> uh, and uh, and 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 so in this one we have the mandatory shirtless scene uh, in, but they're playing uh, football on yes. the beach. How are they playing football? Are they playing by the regular rules, Eric? No, they're playing anyone can win football. I think it's called. I can't remember. Yeah, they're playing both both ways, offense and defense. Both. So there's two balls flying on the beach, and I don't understand how you could do that. It does not make any sense. I don't either, and I don't think I don't think the actors did, nor the screenwriters. Did you uh, read about the about what happened with the football scene with all the uh, all the all the male actors? What they did? They all like were dieting and working out before they shot the scene, and then uh, that night they all went to go eat pizza and all that. And the next day they, uh, they had reshoots. Yeah, he's all oh, this suck. Got to do the game. They're all oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. They're all and, and and what you know everyone's oiled up and ready to go, and then uh, and uh, they shoot the scene. They think, okay, we're done dieting. Let's go. Uh, Let's go get some relief, but then nope, we're not done yet. Come back, please. But oh, yeah. um, and then and then uh, of course there's one mandatory character like in, in uh, you know uh, Goose War shirt in the original, and in this one we have the uh, Bob wearing a shirt. Uh, what's uh, Bob's um, call name? Bob. <laughs> but but more importantly, he's the son of a famous uh, actor who played a superior pilot in Independence Day. Oh, could that be Randy Quaid? No, it's not Randy Quaid. It's Bill Pullman's son, Bob Pullman. Oh, that's no, I'm sorry. I Bill Pullman's son. Uh, it's not Bob. I call Bob Pullman. Lewis Pullman. <laughs> really? It's Bill Pullman. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Yeah. God. Lewis Pullman is Bill Pullman's son, and he plays Bob in Top Gun Maverick. That my mind is just blown. Mind blown. If you see, if you're watching this, you would see my brain all over the computer screen. <laughs> it is. It actually is. <laughs> all right. And then after all that happens, Maverick screws up. What? <laughs> yeah. Again, beat for beat. Maverick screws up. And then, and, and, and then he redeems himself before the mission. <laughs> yes. But because he breaks the rules once again to redeem himself before the mission. And, and, and John Hamm gets to deliver the, uh, I can't believe what I've got to do. You know, he's got to, he's got to, he's got to let Maverick lead the team. I mean, it's, it's just phenomenal. You know, it's actually a pretty good scene, like Maverick doing, showing he could do it. It could be done. He, he actually does pretty well. And then we have the mission. Oh man. Yeah, the mission. We practice on dry land, uh, and then we get out there to the mission. We got. We, then we have the big final battle. Uh, and at one point during this final battle, though, they break from tradition, and it, we almost veer into spies like us comedy. Exactly. Uh, for, you just had like, like you see like Chevy Chase walking past in the back. Yeah, that would be funny. Like, oh, so this is in, no, it, that that was uh, yeah, because they, they're when they're running around trying to get it, and then of course they have to find they had to find a way to to get the uh, a plane from the first movie into this movie, and they did. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was it was great. Um, then the mission happens; it goes wrong, but yet Maverick somehow saves a day. And at the end, everybody loves everybody. Oh my God! Happy endings around. Yes, and we've left out the uh, the one of the biggest uh, beat for beat things, which involves uh, Maverick and a love interest. Oh yes, yes, there's Maverick and love interest in this one too. And I forgot one more beat thing. Ready? There's a major death in the middle of the movie. Oh, that's right. But the major death in the middle of this movie was catastrophic for me on many levels. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we, will, we will discuss that some other time, but it was. All right. So um, I still liked it beat for beat, but hey, go with what brought you there. Go with what works. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's not forget also that uh, the uh, Jennifer Connelly's character, Penny Benjamin, was a character uh, that was a throwaway line in the, ver- in the first movie. When, uh, was she the Emerald's daughter? Yes, the Admiral's daughter, Penny Benjamin. And you, asshole, you're lucky just to be here. <laughs> I am, like, right now, uh, if you can see, my my screensaver is Jennifer Connelly. Oh, oh very nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, Jennifer, um, don't tell Belinda, my wife, that I had Jennifer Connelly on my phone, because I will get in a lot of trouble. But oh, well. <laughs> it is. All right, Eric. We're going to do cast then V now. You're going to say which one you like. You got it? Oh, okay. Go for okay. it. Tom Cruise versus? Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> I like both Tom Cruises equally. Uh, I like the, the, the allegedly more mature one in Maverick um, is, is a phenomenal because he's, he still maintains the, the, you know, the, the youthful energy that he had in the first movie. But, but, but the, you know, Tom Cruise and Tom Cruise, he's just great. Yeah, um, just he, he still looks apart. He still looks great. Um, apparently, we are going to the same hairstylist because we all have the same color hair as we did that in 1986. Mine <laughs> might have been a little bit blonder because of highlights, but hey, uh, me, we're all living the, we're all living a good life. So hey, there you go, Tom Cruise is great. All right, the superior officer who has to get in Maverick's face. They actually on both these, I think they knocked it out of the fucking park. Um, you have Tom Skerritt versus John Hamm. Right, and uh, you you've got Viper versus Cyclone. Which is kind of cool, you know. Uh, um, the cool, great. I like the name uh, Cyclone a little better. I just think that's kind of cool for a pilot. Uh, Viper is awesome, but Tom Tom Skerritt, great. John Hamm, great. Uh, Tom Skerritt provided was more of a father figure um, for Maverick, though at that time. John Hamm is a, like a contemporary, actually younger than Maverick. You know, I think um, if Tom Skerritt was around today, like with the, you know age, like uh, his age and all that, I think he'd be like he would have been on like some type of show like Mad Men and all that because he didn't have that chance back then. Because everyone, we all liked him because he was uh, Dallas and uh, was it Dallas in Alien. I'm right. Yes, sorry. yes. And we, he's like everyone's favorite character. And then I don't, I don't remember seeing him anywhere until. Um, Make it defenses. Well, that's after. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. So I, didn't, I don't remember seeing him till after till Top Gun, and then the next year he's on Cheers as like the uh, Evan Drake as the uh, rich uh, rich millionaire that uh, uh, Kirstie Alley's character Becky Howes in love with, and, he, and he, he was awesome there too. And then he ends up on Picket Fences, and he does you know um, uh, he's in a lot of movies, uh, Poison Ivy, and all that. Um, what's the uh, River runs through it. You know, he, he he's just good. I just think if he's around now, he would have a top. Uh, he would have like a mad a madman type show that would be built around him. Oh yeah, absolutely. Very 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 good. Very well put. And and the, the you know they all they all had great lines and great moments. Um, John Hamm's character. Uh, oh one one thing is uh, interesting that Viper was a was the first Top Gun winner. Remember they point that out in the first movie. Oh yeah. 
And then uh, they point out that John Hamm, I love how everybody automatically assumes that Tom Cruise was a Top Gun winner. And he points out that it, John Hamm won Top Gun the year after you did. And he goes, yeah. Tom Cruise goes, actually, I finished second. <laughs> he didn't win. He was that favorite. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That was, Iceman actually won. We we all we all forget that because he is the best fighter pilot. Don't forget. <laughs> all right, right. Eric. Let's go. Ed Harris against the principal <laughs> from Fashion <Bastard> School. <laughs> well, I mean, I you know I, I love Ed Harris to death, but that but that 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 hey, guy just had, Sorry, it's a Back to School. Yeah, Back Back to Future. Whoops, Back to the Future. I, but yes, I uh, that guy. Um, those characters are just uh, are beyond good. I. I I can't believe that the that is he is he passed away. Do you know? I don't. I I, I don't know. Uh, he's good. I always liked him. It's just it's kind of a it's kind of a one sided battle in this one because Ed Harris, you know, like, he's won an Oscar, right? I'm assuming. Yeah. Was his name James Tolkien? No, I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, James Tolkien. Yeah, he he's good. It's just Ed Harris just has that gravitas because he's just yes badass, and every girl I've been friends with or my mom has been in love with Ed Harris. I've heard this for my whole my whole life that no one's better looking than Ed Harris. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and and uh, you know you got uh, Ed Harris in the Abyss. Ed Harrison. Yeah, I mean he's just phenomenal. But 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 the guy is the the ball delivery is just his delivery is so so sure. over the top. Oh yeah. At all times, you know. Yeah, I like him. So, that's the wish. Top Gun. All right, this one's a little bit tougher. Um, Anthony Edwards against Miles Towner. Well, you got to always go with Goose. Goose. Anthony Edwards. Ed, I like Miles because uh, I like his work. Uh, he he at um, at the time uh, Anthony Edwards like you know has a pretty good career after uh, um, after after uh, after Top Gun, but before he's kind of moaned just for was it Revenge of the Nerds? Yeah, right? was he Lewis or Gilbert? He, I think he was. Lewis. Okay. Gilbert was the dark hair guy, right? <laughs> See, that's what I'm asking you. Was he Babis or Butthead? Uh, then they had this other uh, movie. Like, they made those movies with all the teenage characters and the NBC sitcoms that were, like, horrible. Yeah. Like, he was, he played, like, the, uh, like, the social, like, the, the, the main evil preppy guy in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, and then, of course, ER. Uh, ER, yeah. Um, so... It's like, uh, but Mouse Hunter is actually kind of, I think he comes in with a little bit more gravitas than Anthony Edwards did. He was obviously in Whiplash, uh, Oscar winning movie. He he crushed in that. Um, he's also, I like in that, uh, that awkward moment. I kind of, I, 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 I kind of like him. He's good. It's just, but you have to give it to Goose because Goose had a, uh, Goose had a heart, and Miles Tanner, he's good, but he's kind of a little bit, a little bit rough around the edges. He's 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 a very angry young man. His character, yeah. and yes. a rooster, cock, and uh, and what about uh what about um uh Miles Teller? Uh, your your favorite movie with Miles Teller was the Fantastic Four remake, right? <laughs> That's the movie the director said don't go see. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So we're so I'm going with Goose on that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, here, there's no need to even. There's no need to even ask this one to me. You, you Val versus Glenn Powell. Who are we picking? <laughs> there's oh, there's there there can be only one, and it's it's Iceman. It's Val Kilmer. Come on. I like to apologize to Val for even putting that on there. We all know you're the one. You're the man. You're the Iceman, Val Kilmer. Yeah, that's right, Iceman. Tom Tom Kazansky, or in Tom Thumb, Tom Spazansky. <laughs> you want to talk about Tom Thumb now or later, Eric? No, we can do that later. We can do that later. Okay. All right. This one is uh, this one's kind of sort of kind of run away now too. Kelly McGillis against 
Jennifer Conley. Well, at the time, uh, Kelly McGillis was just a drop dead. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, that, that she was like, uh, it was, and the blue scene. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. But, but Jennifer Connelly is always is uh, Jennifer Connelly takes this movie seriously somewhat, it seems. And, and she is, she's phenomenal in this. I, it, it, I mean, it was really, it was really cool to watch her uh, character. Did and, she and, have I mean, an Oscar for a beautiful mind? Oh, did she? I think she did. That's where okay. she met her husband, Paul Bettany. Yes. I, he, he's a good actor, by the way. I was like, uh, so Jennifer, I'm okay with you marrying him over me because he's actually pretty cool in his vision. <laughs> but no, yeah. But she might have. She might have thought she was in a different movie because she's actually taking this seriously. Yeah, I know. I was like, I'm, I'm impressed that she's actually trying. You know, she could have. She could have just walked through it. Yes. All right. We got the final one. The other guys in Top Gun. We had Tim Robbins, which I forgot was in the movie. Uh, Rick Rosevich, Michael Ironside against all the other guys in the movie. I don't know who any of them are. Yeah, Rick Rosevich, Slider, Slider, you stink. You know, and and uh, which is a horrible line, but um, uh, which we'll talk about later. There's a there's a a big difference in this one is is you you have uh, for some reason in the old one. There's like three or four of these guys that you get to know, and then you remember them because of certain things that they did outside of the plane. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of locker room stuff, or Rick Rosevich posing during the volleyball scene. Oh yeah, he's that guy's ripped. You know, but the band of course getting thrown around by Arnold and Terminator. Um, yep. Go ahead. I was gonna say, but the other guys, the other the the, the new squad is is really really good, except for I kind of I kind of mixed a lot of them together, except for. Um, uh, Monica Barber's uh, um, Phoenix. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She was because she was she was just dot. She she was good. She I mean uh, she again very well done. Very. She didn't take any. Her character didn't take any crap from anybody. You know it was great. All right. All right. Cool. Now let's get talk about the original Top Gun. Eric, the movie that changed our lives, our hair, and made everything in the world better. <laughs> it did actually. That that was that movie was a revelation at the time. Wow. When you went to like it, the movie came out there in the summer, so at the end of nineteen eighty six, everyone kind of had long feather hair. Then you went back to high school. You were in college, and so I don't know how it was there. I went back to high school, and everybody had want to be flat tops. <laughs> <laughs> yep, a lot of people joined the military, whether they went or not. <laughs> Okay, so Top Gun stars Tom Cruise, Kelly McGillis, Val, Anthony Edwards, and Tom Skerritt, which we've all mentioned before. Directed by R.I.P. an incredible director, Tony Scott. Yes, uh, yes, Tony Scott. Tony Scott, um, uh, True Romance. I mean, that's another one that I would remember. Yeah, but but (laughs) what people don't know is that this is actually a movie about Iceman. (laughs) <laughs> we're doing that we're doing the Cobra Kai thing there you go. yeah <laughs> Actually, take it from his about, point of view hmm? uh, did you want to go what Val said about the character in, in his documentary about Iceman no 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 no. you could take that one it's basically he said the character wasn't that well written so he basically developed all the habits he said well this guy would be arrogant cocky you know like you know kind of just you know the center of attention he had to let everybody know he was the best and that's why the character kind of just screams charisma because Val thought about the character he made he became let's let's do it this way that's phenomenal and it came off on the screen he was a perfect perfect foil for uh, the the wild and and unpredictable maverick 
yeah, he's perfect because uh, taller, blonder, better looking, just uh, just just uh, has enough presence to knock Tom Cruise off his pedestal a little bit. Like like if you saw them in a bar and they would compete for the girl, I think Val would get the girl. Well, Tom didn't have his. Uh, well, he Tom had to resort to to crazy antics. Uh, every Maverick did. I'm sorry, Maverick did. Yes. But like, but but uh, but yeah, because that and also that was before the uh, Tom Cruise had his teeth fixed, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was. It was. Like, well, when, we, when we get a budget, I'll, I'll get my teeth fixed. <laughs> like, like, <I'll> <laughs> um, all right, the movie came out uh, May. 12, 1986. The budget was $15 million. Not too bad. You know, it's a mid-budget movie back then. Yeah. $357.3 million. Billion. No, I'm sorry. Million. Billion. What? <laughs> what a haul in 1986. Who produced this movie, Eric? This would be the, the uh, wonderful team of Jerry Bruckheimer and Don Simpson. Yes. Uh, those guys did a lot of uh, big, budget, uh, big budget action, flashy movies. You know what their next movie was after this? No, tell me. Well, it was directed by Tony Scott. Mm -hmm. It starred Eddie Murphy when he went back to Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, that's right, Beverly Hills Cop Two. Yeah, that which 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 is was much on a different level from uh, Beverly Hills Cop One. It was it was they amped everything up. Oh yeah, we're doing it. We're doing that this year. We that's just no. We what, what I think we're gonna do is we're gonna do, raw, we're gonna do a raw um, uh, Beverly Hills Cop two episode. Nice. That's okay with you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just throwing it on. I'm just throwing it out there. Like yes, Eric. Eric has input. We talk about it. We we have to both agree. It's not like no, no, no. Yeah, and we do agree on many things on on most of the stuff. Yes, and yes. and and then raw because you know I wanted a, not a brontosaurus burger. I mean, there's just all sorts of things. But yeah. go ahead. Um, what the impact was kind of huge, just like just with the style, aviators became cool. Uh, more people joined the Navy after that movie came out than ever before. Yeah. Um, it's just uh, hair like uh, your hair was a little bit different when you came back, it was definitely looking like Val. Uh, I got my hair a little bit shorter. Um, and then, um, you would do the we would do the stupid high fives back and forth. <laughs> like, yeah. this kind of seemed from Riverside would always do that. Uh, we use you know the lines, Johnson, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the uh, the uh, the tooth chomp. Yeah, yep. Yeah, and you get the you know the I feel the need the need for speed. You know that that uh, that handshake that slap slap. Yeah, I remember your need for speed. Yeah, <laughs> all that stuff. Um, the soundtrack I'm going with might be a little overrated. There's only two songs for that soundtrack I know about. The other ones I can't really tell you anything about. Like we got obviously Danger Zone that we've heard forever, and of course the best song to make out with in the dark is "Take My Breath Away." Exactly, Berlin. Yeah, hey. Berlin. And don't forget about "Mighty Wings" by Cheap Trick that they played at the end. <laughs> and wasn't was it was was uh, was wait was this the one with Ann Wilson and Mike Reno almost paradise or was that Footloose? I think that's Footloose. <laughs> that song sucks. I know, I know. See, it was it, it was a soundtrack. It was it, yeah. I'm confused because of all the Kenny Loggins. That's why. And and of course Kenny Loggins had the had the playing with the boys song in this too, with it, which was from the volleyball scene. Yeah. It wasn't for like movies, Kenny Loggins would have no hits. <laughs> all, all his movies are <laughs> and then Brian Adams stole that move from him later. On. Yes, the the two the two kings of, of soundtrack, which which one day again soundtracks we'll talk about. 
Yeah, because um, actually, if you want to get technical, uh, Brian Adams had a hit at first, like a, a cuts like a knife was his big set, and then like that summer, um, like I think your senior year when he had all his hits, you know, uh, Run to You, uh, yeah, rec- the Reckless album. Yeah, that, that was that was that's a good album, man. That's, yeah. That oh was. yeah. This time everything is all right. Yep. <laughs> we, have to, we, have to, we have to do that, maybe. Okay. So most rewindable move moments, because we watch this on a VCR, so we're rewinding all the time. We're not. Yeah. Um, at the first scene, you know, when they see when they see the um, the big and everything, he get flips in the bird. It was such a great scene. They made a Pepsi commercial of it. Remember that? Yes, I do. Uh, uh, wow, that was that, that was a, such a memorable scene because he was inverted. Inverted. <laughs> kind of like kind of like Bono with the hands. My hands are tied. He was inverted. <laughs> exactly. You look like you're wearing something different than when you were doing that a few about twenty minutes ago, Eric. I can't figure out why. Oh uh, yeah, we got to call our continuity editors about uh, wardrobe changes. If I was directing us today, I would be livid. I'm like, you. I did. I, I seriously like. Uh, I, I filmed one of my independent movies that went nowhere. It was supposed to be in one day, so everybody would. Um, wear the same outfits. I'm all, you wear it, this is what you wear. And this one guy showed up wearing a different shirt and he like directed stuff. I'm all, you should, of all people, you should know. <laughs> <laughs> you should know. Yes. Yeah. This, this would make me drink. Um, I like the scene when he's being yelled at by the, the, the principal <laughs> from back to, back to the future. You know, uh, one thing over Admiral's daughter, he just gives a look. And yeah. Like, you got your wish. You guys are Top Gun. <laughs> yeah. I, I still can't believe what I got to do. You guys are going to Top Gun. And then, and then, uh, what's the other one? Who's the best? Who's the best? Who's the best? Yeah, who's the Ma- best? Val says he figured it out yet. <laughs> that whole bet is good because, like, they're in the, they're in the, they're in the, uh, they're in the classroom, and Tom Skerritt's all, you know, you're trying to think who the best is, and Tom Cruise has had that. They say who it is, and Tom Cruise is all me. You know what I mean? Everyone just starts laughing. Right. Yeah. He just, yeah, he just assumed, yeah, he's, he's the best pilot. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, go ahead. The, uh, bar scene with the you never close your eyes anymore excuse me miss yeah <laughs> i mean how many times have we, uh, yes that was used after that i wonder how many okay i want to know how many times it used and if it ever worked <laughs> i think yeah it probably only worked on people who saw the movie girls who saw the movie went that's funny you're doing the movie it didn't work because of the sentiment okay did it work in top gun that, it that. did no no it did not work. What worked was he was inverted. <laughs> uh, well, that's yes. Ultimately, that's what worked, and his persistence. Yeah, he was a bit of a stalker. Yeah, it's like I don't know what's about eighties movies. Hey, guys, don't stalk girls. If she says no, just go away, walk away. <laughs> that's thing to do. Ignore them. Don't stalk them. Yes, the worst. The worst stalker movie. What the most worst stalker is still Emilio Estevez's character in Saint Almost Fire because oh, yeah. he stalked her all the way to the cabin in the woods. Yeah, he'd be in jail today. Um, like the the line, my Johnson as long as my Johnson, the long as distinguished. Yeah, so my Johnson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the list that is was like a. That was a term in the mid '80s for uh, schlong was a Johnson. I heard that like at three or four movies Johnson that I never heard it again. Yeah, and then uh, you forgot the. Uh, the we, I think we got the, the what? What is it? The you are you you oh you know you put that in there still dangerous. Yeah, that's we at got, the end. Right? We got lost that loving feeling. Follows her to the bathroom, which is kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but but he wanted to show the he had the counter in mind. Okay, so Eric. We've gone to bars a lot when we we're younger. We used to hit on girls. Uh, you know, we, uh, you know, you probably have a little bit of track record than me. We go back and forth. Have you ever followed a girl into the ladies' bathroom? I have not followed her into the ladies' bathroom. No, <laughs> no, uh, because th- that would be illegal. 
Yes, I'm not. Doing but that. but 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 unisex bathrooms are a different matter. Oh yeah, yeah. That was like that was a thing in Austin. I I do remember that like at a rave, that that definitely happened. I have, but this is, but I have been pulled into a lady's bathroom by the lady, but that was a whole different reason. So. Well done. <laughs> well, 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 we'll get into that one later, uh, or or maybe yes. not, or maybe not. Off camera, Monty. Off camera. Off camera. Yes, I am single right now. So, so there you go. That's the, what's changed from last year. I have my master's, but I lost my girlfriend. I didn't read the uh, the, the student loan thing thing uh, closely. Isn't that, a, isn't that a song? Isn't that a country song? Okay, uh, this is <laughs> I got my master's, but lost my girl. Exactly. <laughs> Best thing about it, like I got like five or six jokes out of it in my act, so that's all that really matters. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> Apparently, uh, uh, like she heard, like someone's like telling me what I, what I'm saying about her. I'm all, I wish I would have known, because then I would say worse shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah, exactly. I have this one. I'll do this one joke real quick. Um, after the beep, I'm gonna give you an update on my ex girlfriend. Beep. Still a bitch. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Now that's just that's just mean. Is what exactly. that is. Okay. Um, did we find out. We, we forgot about the. You forgot. We've got the the locker room scene with the tooth chomp. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're nice. everyone's problem. That's because every time you fly, you're unsafe. I don't like you because you're dangerous. That's right. Ice man. I am dangerous. And then. <sighs> like until it gets uh till they until they when they get to like you know the the contest like the first forty five minutes it's this movie just flies by boom every scene boom 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 then once they get into the contests and then you know Goose die and all that it's still good but it's not as rewatchable it's not as fun to watch you know what I mean but oh well um we like the inverted middle finger I like to find out that she's the teacher what <laughs> yeah <laughs> what? the girls you hit on is the teacher uh, is the hot instructor at the Top Gun, which we know would never happen. And then he has the best line about being classified. <laughs> it's classified. What yeah, that? that that was phenomenal. And uh, by the way, that was another beat for beat moment because she walks up to the front and they're all embarrassed because they were because they didn't know she was a teacher. And in Top Gun Maverick, same thing. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Beat for beat. And that's classified, Eric. I can tell you, but I have to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we got the inverted middle finger, uh, dangerous. We got in your dangerous and foolish, which was done in a great spoof called Tom Thumb. And obviously, the final scene, the final battle scene, was incredible to watch. Oh yeah, it was. Even if they did use the same uh, plane being blown up over and over again. <laughs> yes, but oh well, it happens. Oh well, they had a fifteen million dollar budget. I'll give them that. Okay, yes. most eighties moments stuff that uh, we can only be made in that time. The Cold War. Yes, was a thing. Yeah, that well, that was that's a that's a the '80s moment in all all those movies at that time. It was always the Cold War, and 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 uh, and you know, Russia is the enemy. Yeah, and oh wait, I think they are again, are they or not? I can't remember. Yeah, are, we, are we Cold Warring again now? I have no clue what's going on. Uh, yeah. The bar scene with the girls' clothes—that is so '85, '86. Yes. Oh yes, as are as was the sunglasses. Yes, I put sunglasses at not. I don't know what that means, Eric. Can you tell me? I what think that you meant. I think you were re trying to reference a little uh, Corey uh, Hart there. Sunglasses at night. Yes. That was a thing. Uh, I've never worn sunglasses at night in a bar, Eric. Have you? Um. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but so guys, mostly because I just wanted to stare at people without them knowing what I was doing. And who was it? Ball, Monty, or Eric? <laughs> <laughs> Very well. Yeah. Well done. That was nice. 
Give me the, okay. give me the finger there. <laughs> okay. Um, funny then, so funny now. Uh, like when, when um, I think he says a couple times, like when he flips off, I hate it when it does that. I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That was funny. Still is. I didn't really see that much like humor that wouldn't make it, that wouldn't make me kind of gasp or anything. And I mean, you know, just maybe don't follow the girl to the bathroom. You know. Yeah. Well, the the this uh, slider you stink thing was not funny to me. Slider you stink. I, yeah. I, I don't understand. And uh, you know, and then slider smells his armpit. I don't know. It's just kind of stupid. Okay. Um, we got 80s effect meter. This movie is at 11. You know what I mean? It's full on. I like the thing, like, it just fucking amazes me now. They're in the meeting, in the military, and there's people are smoking in the meeting. Smoking. <laughs> just, yeah, there's a lot of, we go back to the, the 80s and the, yeah, they're, 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 for some reason, cigarettes are very important in the military back then. Top Gun. And also, I, uh, uh, there's a lot of smoking. There's a lot of, uh, you know, Everyone's everyone's in their uniform except for certain people. That yeah. was that, that was I don't know that was that was that was eighties because we had to have clothing showing you know. Yeah, it was just weird, uh, just like how smoking was random. I remember like my mom's office. Uh, she worked at a at a, a claims adjuster, which I do. Well, I can't believe I didn't claim such. She <laughs> claims in a in, in her office. There's like there there are people smoke in the office like in the early eighties, like uh, ashtrays in there and all that. It's just, and you could, we could smoke on planes. Remember that there was a smoking section on airplanes. Oh I'm, yeah, that uh, smoking section on airplanes, which which is just hilarious if you think about it now, because you're you're three hundred thirty thousand feet in a tube. I mean. It's probably actually the air is probably cleaner. It's just weird. Um, so because I don't know, in Chicago, are you all non-smoking in the yes. bars? Yes, yes. Yeah. So uh, Fort Worth, we've been for a while. Uh, you can smoke in bars, but that stopped like four years ago. And I went to go to this uh, one restaurant to go eat uh, with my buddy Louie uh, uh, like about a month or two ago, and like there was someone was smoking in there, and I I had to leave because I was like I'm not eating with I, not that I'm, I'm a pretentious non-smoker. I just it's just been so long. I've been in a indoor place with smoking i was just i, I can't i, I, I can't i look at a uh i was looking at some photos from years ago uh here and there were you know little ashtrays just piled up at the bars piled up full you know uh, to yeah. the top and 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 at the time you know if you're in a bar and if the bartender is not smoke not actively smoking as well because remember i know there are a lot of bars the bartender would just be always yeah. have a cigarette led too but yeah. but if they're not i feel awful for them because if you think about it, it was like you need a machete to cut through the smoke in these places. Oh, exactly, man! It's just little. And now everyone goes outside, and it's like it went, here. It's hilarious when it's when it's like twenty below and people are outside smoking. But then you they walk you walk back in and you it just follows you. Yeah, it's, it's just. just it's, ugh. I just have, I, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I used to smoke. Oh, and, you did? And, right? Yeah, yeah, and 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 uh, I haven't for a long time now. But I but I would do it when I was. Uh, yeah, I, know. I would do it when I was drinking, which which was a lot. So I was smoking. <laughs> you know what I mean? I smoked and a it, little bit once in a while, but nothing, nothing. You know, they ever bought me. You know, hey, we all smoke, whatever, stupid. But uh, just like I just remember working at a bar for a while, coming home, just your clothes were just reeked in smoke. It was disgusting. And then after they got rid of smoking, it was just it's just you're not as dirty coming home. It's just it's, just, it's refreshing, isn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah. So kids, don't smoke. Yeah. Also, also another uh, '80s thing that uh, with this was uh, the abundance of Hanes underwear, tidy whities Exactly. Because <laughs> there are a lot of locker room scenes and a lot of Hanes. I think that changed like late '80s, early '90s. Guys started doing boxers and uh, boxer briefs. <laughs> and now we're not going to say what we were. <laughs> no, a lot of a lot of commando. Right. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
also a very 80s effect thing. Everybody was so sweaty in this movie. <laughs> yes, there's a lot of sweat. It was, it was very hot wherever wherever they were. I know they were in Miramar, but it was always hot inside and hot everywhere. It was just I guess sweating. air conditioning didn't work as well as they did last night. You know, in that movie where there's a lot of sweating, uh, body heat. I was watching that yesterday. Yeah, just I dripping with sweat. I'm like, seriously, you, you don't have a fan or air, air conditioners don't work in Florida I, in 1980? I don't know. Like everyone was sweating indoors, but not in the volleyball scene nor in the blue scene. There was no sweating then. Only only when they're <laughs> sweating. Nope. Don't get it. Um, <laughs> okay, so most rad movie to the phone. Um, I'm just saying, uh, I guess the volleyball scene is just kind of fun to watch. It loses points because nobody was wearing nutters because that's what it should be wearing. Yes. And, uh, I think it's kind of funny because they're wearing jeans playing volleyball. Jeans playing volleyball, that's just gross. You can't even move around in tight jeans. Uh, that, that was odd. I mean, were they, why? And were they, were they, were they cuffed? I mean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We uh, and none of them can play volleyball. I'm watching them all. These guys all suck. <laughs> Not only that. Well, Val could spin it on his finger though, so that was pretty good. <laughs> I think I tried to do that five thousand times. <laughs> like, we tennis- get, did you ever play? Because we would get. They would have like a at the club. They would have a net, uh, net and we we start playing because we were sick of playing tennis. And we get kind of okay at it because it's like the same. You know, the, the same movement. Same arm motion. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I got okay at it. Uh, I wasn't going to join the Olympic team, but maybe, maybe. Could have. <laughs> um, Eric, are we going to do this one day? Have a poll question: Who had better hair, you or me? Are we ever going to put this on Facebook? If we if we could find uh, if we could find uh, some more pictures of of uh, of the hair, uh, our hairstyles, you know, it's, it's they're far and few between. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean. Exactly. To find it. I'll, I'll look. I got I got that one good one of you that might be on a video right now. <laughs> <laughs> that one is a little bit uh that one does look a little bit careless whispery. Yes. <laughs> I was like perfect. I was like, I gotta end this well. Like, oh, I got it. Perfect. There you go. <laughs> um we do have finally we do have guys in nutters all in the beach volleyball team, except the guys playing volleyball. Everybody else is wearing nutters. Yay, nutters. Okay. <laughs> Um, I'm going to explain this. The most CD moment of the film, our buddy CD, who we went to high school with, who actually had my seat today for lunch, um, was Stifler before Stifler. We can say that. Right. right? Yes. And um, basically, uh, like he and Stifler would be best friends. They're like the same person. Stifler is from American Pie. You don't know what I'm talking about. So CD was the yeah. guy. The really, really, really <laughs> guy. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, that that would be his. He, he would definitely follow the girl to the bathroom. Yes, CD would definitely follow the girl to the bathroom. He probably did that last night if he went out. Who knows? Um, <laughs> this is a no brainer. Who was the count, the memorial, Kelly Preston, babe of the movie? It was Meg Ryan. Oh, that's right. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Kelly, kind of, Meg Ryan, like she got, she got hotter a couple years later. And uh, something about Mary, I fell in love with Meg Ryan, but but definitely Kelly McGillis. Uh, yeah. Then, like two years later, she looked horrible in The Accused. <laughs> just, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what happened to her. That's she was, just, you know, she was uh, dating uh, Wolfman, I believe, from the oh, really? from the movie. Yeah, uh, during the during the filming, it was in the in the Val documentary. Oh, I thought she meant Wolfman Jack. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that that was the, actually we called the the character Wolfman Jack and Tom Thumb, which uh, was a spoof. There you go. What is Tom Thumb, Eric? Tom Thumb was a uh, we in uh, at SMU a, a group of us who loved Top Gun decided to make a feature length film, <laughs> which was basically just a line for line spoof of uh, Top Gun. Except uh, in this case, we were grocery sackers at a yeah. there's a grocery there's a grocery store chain. In, South in the South in Texas called Tom Thumb, and uh, so um, 
we were sackers instead of pilots. And uh, several of us, or a couple of the guys, Maverick and Goose, uh, Maverick and Moose and Tom Thumb were working at a local uh, place called Al's Import Foods. And uh, they discovered some Kevlar bags and were um, then sent up to Tom Thumb for training. <laughs> and I was Iceman and I was there. And uh, uh, my name was Thomas Bazanski. It's actually pretty well done, like for, you know, like, you know, not being professional. I like it. Yeah. I have seen this. Well, the, the, uh, the guy, uh, Paul Benz, rest in peace, was uh, who directed it and, and edited it, ended up going on to be uh, an editor for Oliver Stone and uh, edited a bunch of movies. That's a pretty good bit there, Eric. I did not know that about you worked with a guy who worked with Oliver Stone. That's pretty awesome. Well, thanks. I, I, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, that, that was a great time. Uh, we all, he's obviously, he's obviously missed. I got a question. Have you changed clothes in the last like 40 seconds? I have, I've changed. I, I went, I was getting a little sweaty there talking about Tom Tom. And uh, so I had to go change clothes yet again. Yeah. You look way different from just a few minutes ago. I don't know what happened. I, I also pressed my hair down a little bit. Okay. Perfect. And I can see you a lot. A lot better. Well, I brightened it up. That was it was bothering me because I was looking. I was looking. It was like really, really dark. But I think I overcorrected a little. Okay, perfect. All right, Eric. I didn't have anything for gagging me with a spoon. Did you? Yes, absolutely. The problem, uh, the the gagging with a spoon thing I have is it's just it's the uh, viper walking into the bathroom with uh, Tom, with Tom standing there and his and his whiteies, you know, to to give him the big the big speech about how you lose one, there will be others, and all that. It's just inappropriate. It's like the dude's in his underwear, man. Well, I remember like I lost a tennis match. I was crying in my underwear, but you came there and fully clothed to talk to me about something. Yeah. Well, I, well, I came to there to talk to you about that. You've been in there an extraordinarily long period of time. I'm like, dude, dude, we got to go. It's been like two hours. Yeah, we got girls to go. Meet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you put your pants on. <laughs> What's wrong with you, dude? <laughs> okay. Next. Dumb millennial says what? What aspect about the movie that today's kids have no clue about, Eric? Well, I um, I think it's the same as uh, you're probably going to say that the fact that what what what's the Cold War? What do you mean we don't have hot wars? What was a Cold War? <laughs> what is uh, this yeah, thing with Russia? Oh, we always had this Russia Russia thing, did we? Yeah, and, and it's back. Um, yes, where it's a buildup of nuclear weapons. There may be war. There might be war. We're on the brink of war. But yeah, it was no always something uh, we read about in history books. Uh, they won't do it now because they want to release these movies in Russia. So they, they don't they don't do countries anymore. Uh, remember when they remade what was uh, uh, Red Dawn? It was yes. supposed to be China, but China like makes a lot of money. has a lot of people. They make money on uh, movies there. So they, I think they changed it to North Korea at the last. Yeah, as though the North Koreans are going to be able to invade the United States. That's, that's, <laughs> that was pretty funny. And that starred Thor, though, just so everyone knows. The remake starred Thor. Or, or his brother. I can't remember. <laughs> no, it was Thor. Okay, I'll believe you. I didn't even say It's like, my whole thing is like Red Dawn Why It's like, it worked better in Cold War. Like, you actually thought Russia was going to invade through Cuba. That was actually, you were kind of scared about that. And I, I don't really think North Korea is going to invade us. I don't know. Well, that was uh, the original Red Dawn. Also, if you remember, was the one where uh, C. Thomas Howell uh, did the entire movie in blackface. <laughs> oh oh no, I'm sorry. That <laughs> no, was sorry. that was Tropic Thunder, and that was no, Robert no. Benny Jr. And C. Thomas Howell was Soul Man. I'm getting him Soul all Man. Confused. That's what it was. Soul Man. Okay. A movie that would not be made today. You know why? Uh, the thing that hurt the most watching Soul Man when I saw it for the first time. No. 
was Leslie Nielsen playing a dick. Oh yeah, it's hard. It was that was hard to watch. That was hard. Yes, you're right. Because because he's he becomes so beloved in Airplane. I know he's like one of my favorite characters, and then he does <laughs> you know uh, Police Squad, you know Naked Gun. He was just he's just like an, he's like playing a serious part. He's a, you know forget he's like an accomplished actor even before yes. he came back, and then he's just playing this racist dick, and I'm just like. Oh, I love Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> and and uh, speaking of Leslie, uh, the, the movie that I always remember Leslie Nielsen for before airplane movies was uh, uh, for some reason in Day of the Animals, and he went crazy and he, and he uh, tried to tried to took off his shirt and he tried to fight a grizzly bear, and that did not end well for Leslie. Huh? I wonder what happened. The one <laughs> I remember, the one I remember him when was uh, Forbidden Planet. I tried to watch it all the time as a kid. I couldn't get through like ten minutes of it. No. Oh my God. I, I told you I saw him in a play in El Paso. He did uh was it uh death space death game death trap what death trap death. it was death trap because it was a Christopher Reeve Michael Caine movie and mm-hmm. he played the uh, Michael Payne uh the Michael Caine part in the play and the play was actually pretty good play plays better than a movie because it just oh. works better it's a one location shoot yeah that must have been interesting yeah, do you remember seeing that at all or Oh, I saw, I saw. I remember the movie, and I also, I also have read the play before. I remember yeah. doing that because, because that was one of those things where, oh, it's coming out as a movie. Read the play. Yeah. Well, it seemed like your mom would probably like to have gone to that. Uh, so I don't know. If, like, yeah. All of the cool things. It's like you know, I think that was kind of cool. It was also cool. I don't know. If it was true or not? Our, our reading teacher, Miss Reynolds, said Leslie Nielsen knew her and called her that weekend. I don't know if that's true or not, but we'll just say yes. Don't. <laughs> anyway, I met her daughter. Do- I remember her daughter would always show up. And she's a few years older than us, and we all thought she was so hot. And then I, I ended up meeting her. She was like dating one of my friends, like in like when I was in my twenties. <laughs> but he is older than me. It was like wasn't like like she was whatever. whatever. Oh, okay, okay, that's good. <laughs> yes, I'm sure everybody needs to know that. Okay, let's get this going again. Back hey, to the Cold War. Yes, back to the Cold War. <laughs> yay for all you young people out there. Yay. All right, Eric. 80s music alert. What's the first one? Well, I mean, obviously, it's. Uh, well, the whole soundtrack was just filled with uh, with wonderful songs like like Danger Zone. Down, 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 down. I mean, come on. It, 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 Kenny Loggins, slamming to the Danger Zone. Yes, Kenny Loggins. If it wasn't for movies, he would have no career at all. <laughs> yeah. Once Messina left. <laughs> it's horrible. And then the other big big song from that movie, Eric? Uh, from the blue scene. Yes. Um, from the, uh, the, the famous blue scene, the love scene. Take yes, my where everybody breath away. learned how to French kiss. Take my breath away. Yes. Watch it. Watch that tongue. Look at that tongue. There goes the tongue. And it's in there. <laughs> Take my breath away by Berlin. Also, let's not forget about Almost Paradise from Mike Reno and Ann Wilson. Oh, wait. That wasn't from this movie. Sorry. Sorry. That's from a different movie. I think that was Footloose. Footloose. Hey. There you go. Cheap Trick, uh, Cheap oh. Trick also did. Cheap Trick also had a great uh, song on this one. Oh, what? Mighty Wings. Yeah. Oh. Did not know that. Um, I saw somebody from Footloose in this upcoming Christmas special. Eric, did you see that? I did. Um, for all of you that don't know, uh, we've heard because certainly we haven't seen the trailer. No, because this is two weeks ago. <laughs> that Kevin, <laughs> that Kevin Bacon will be making an appearance in Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special on Disney Plus. Yes, we have inside information. I don't know how. People are going to listen to us at all. What drugs are these guys doing? It's because it's the 80s only, man. And we see in the future. 
<laughs> exactly. We're back in 86, baby. It is what it is. Uh, okay, Eric, should this Fuck. film stay in the 80s? Fucking flux capacitor. Um, anyway, um, no, this film, uh, this film works great today. This movie should not stay in the 80s, the original Top Gun, nor should the Top Gun Maverick. These, are, these, these movies could both be played back to back. Uh, yeah, basically did better today. Uh, they just, I don't know, it's not even special effects. It's just uh, Tom Cruise has way more say now with the studio and Tom Cruise gets what he wants. Just just the um, air fighter scenes alone makes it like, hey, when they do the sequel again, I'm all in. Yes. When we, when we, when we go back and they have yet another person to, to fight in another country that we, that we, don't, know, that we don't know about, uh, or perhaps it's all drones. Maybe, Maybe Tom's drones. sitting in front of a drone machine. Can we go to a South America country this time? Maybe I don't know. Just a little closer. Maybe, maybe the, more beaches. Maybe the next movie is all about the video game. Remember the video game we also we always just sit down in after Top Gun came out. What was that called? It wasn't called Top Gun, but it was There's basically Fire, Top Gun. There was a Firefox one we used to do. Yeah, there's Firefox, but there was actually one that came out right after Top Gun where you'd sit it, you'd sit there and you were flying flying an F-14. Oh, was it F-14? Was no, it Iron no. Eagle? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was Iron Eagle. Oh, gosh. Let's not go there right now because we'll talk about that forever. Exactly. Eric, how 80s is this movie? This movie is through the roof 80s. This is like a 17, 20 out of 10. I agree. Uh, it's incredible, uh, incredible movie in the 80s. Eric, since we're winding down, did you have any incredible Dewey Decimal research you want to go over? No, I think we covered a lot of it. Um, uh the one thing I would say uh, is for time, uh, time purposes is that if you get a chance to listen to Jerry Lee Lewis's version of Great Balls of Fire before seeing this movie. Exactly. Jerry Lee Lewis. You know, if he just would have stayed away from his 13-year-old cousin, everything would be a lot different for him today. If he was on Thrones, he'd be great, but, <laughs> but he's not. He'd be he'd be king. He'd be, yeah. he'd be a Targaryen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> which yeah, we know nothing dragon. about the, the, how the Targaryens work. We know nothing about the finale. No, not at all. No, no little kid died on a dragon at all. I didn't see that. <laughs> no, no, that was never-ending story. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I get a little confused. There you go. Yeah, what's well, still going on? Never-ending story. Did it mean like two or three of them? <laughs> <It's> like why? <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I remember when we saw the we saw the trailer and you and Patrick were like, it's never ended. I need to leave the theater. I gotta go home. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That that is funny. I don't remember that. But uh, see, these are little things that you remind me of. But but here's but but here's the uh the thing with that. How 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 soon, how quickly can we get those uh faw videos and memes up of never ending story mixed with the dragons finale? We can do it. We'll work on it this week. I'm fine with that. Before we finish off this pod on this part, I noticed something in the background. Are you some type of superhero you haven't told me about, Eric? Oh, oh, Monty, are you talking about this? <laughs> yes. Are you, are you talking about to... my shield? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so in case you confer, everybody, Eric has the Captain America shield behind him, and I don't think he's being all the way truthful with me. No, I'm not. Uh, and I probably should shave because I'm more nomad than Shield now. <laughs> um, no, my no Shield. I called I called Captain America Shield. Shield is just uh, but, uh, more nomad than Captain America. No, my uh, my little uh, godson, uh, four years old, almost five, uh, demanded and instructed me that for Halloween uh, I would be Captain America. Dude, that's so, awesome. I'm not so, <laughs> yeah, so I got the costume and everything. Are you going to put that on your wall afterwards? Captain, Captain America needs to hit the treadmill, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you. 
Dude, I don't care. That, 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 I'm sure that shield is awesome. All right, Eric, there can only be one. Who is the USFL trophy winner for both movies? Well, I mean, uh, other than other than the planes, it's got to be Tom Cruise. Yeah. Um, what do you think? What do you think? It's Tom Cruise. He bet on himself. Um, he held the movie for two years. He wanted it released in theaters. It was released in theaters, as we said before, the first movie ever to be number one Memorial Day weekend and Labor Day weekend. He's made $1.5 billion doing this. <laughs> He's going to be making more money next year with his next Mission Impossible movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, every time you count uh, Tom Cruise out, he comes back bigger, better than ever. Yep. And don't forget, that's only part one of the Mission Impossible, because then the next year comes out the second part, which exactly. they filmed at the same time. My gosh. And Eric and I will be at both those. Yes, so opening. opening day. So what work? What work? <laughs> yeah, where we are, we are, we are still there. Um, all right, just let's do some housekeeping for next week. Eric, are we going to do a pod like on October thirteenth? That we're not, we're not going to release till around November. Probably that might happen, and uh, <laughs> that's what we do. That's how it works here. <laughs> Things get in the way. Life gets in the way. Um, but also, uh, this time, what's going to get in the way? is a horrible, horrible, horrible thing that happened to one of the greatest shows ever. One of the most annoying character actors. <laughs> Sorry. Mm. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, yeah, let, let's talk. Let's see if we can talk about uh, that show about the bar. The bar? You need a place where everybody knows your name, Eric? Yeah, where everybody knows your name. And there's a guy there named Norm. There's a guy there named Cliff. Cliff Clavin. You know right. Normie? <laughs> yeah. Hey, they know me. Were you aware that the uh, podcast we're doing right now has gone on for like uh, 17 years? Exactly. Um, a couple things um, about what we're going to do. We're going to, if you want to watch it, we're going to do the last two episodes of season five, and we're going to do the last. I'm sorry, the first two episodes of season six. That's basically when Diane Chambers, Shelly Long leaves the show, and Kirstie Alley, uh, Rebecca Howell joins the show, and we're going to talk about how they're different, the same, and how this whole change puts cheers on a whole new, um, I guess, path of a show. It becomes. Does that sound about right? Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty, that, 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 that nails it right there. Uh, you know, a whole a big U-turn. Yeah, but so we're, go ahead. I was going to say, so, and uh, for all of you who don't uh, already own the series on DVD, uh, it's, it's available on Netflix, I believe. No, Paramount Plus. It's also available on Paramount Plus, I believe. I found it on Paramount Plus. I was going to say that and I forgot. It was on Paramount Plus. I have to keep it for another week before I get rid of it. I just got <laughs> it so I could watch the offer. And then I'm like, because oh, I got this thing, uh, was it Rocket, where they, you have all the bills that your credit card's paying and all that? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, shit, I'm paying all this? It's like, man. You know what? I didn't realize you could pay for 15 different OnlyFans accounts on one credit card. I, that is pretty amazing, especially for the same person. Exactly. No. I and, I, and I and by the way, Monty, I, I I thank you for your subscription. Exactly. I'm trying to decide what I'm gonna. I got. I'm gonna work on that my act. I'll tell you about that later. Um, so we're going over Cheers. Also, um, we're probably gonna go over a little bit. It's the 35 year anniversary of an Excesses album. Um, kick. It, kick. Look at them kick. Um, we're also gonna do our video of the week. Eric, what is our video of the week? Is it going to be something from Dire Straits? Kick. No, it's not. For for once, we're not gonna. We, the the video. It, it seems like every time we do this, the video we always end up doing, no matter what, is money for nothing. And um, for once, we're gonna take a break from doing money for nothing, dire straits. Right. <laughs> and instead, we're going to do one of the 
well, let's just say this song took rock and roll into a completely different direction in, in the 80s. Uh, the kind of direction Van Halen had taken rock and roll in the, in the late 70s. This, this band came out and just blew up everything. And this video uh, for this song was unbelievable. It was raw. And uh, it's called Welcome to the Jungle by Guns and Roses. It was released in what, 87, correct? The video? Mm, y- yes. But it didn't get big until 1988. But we'll go over that why next week. Also, Eric and I are going to have a battle. Who's better? That's right. I'm taking the blonde girl from the mall. I'm taking Debbie Gibson. Eric, who are you taking? I'm taking the redhead from the mall, the superior lady, Tiffany. That's right. Eric and I are going to do who's better, Debbie Gibson versus Tiffany. And also, we're doing a little special uh, second subject. Uh, Next week is the 35th anniversary of George Harrison's Cloud Nine. And I'm going to talk about how that affected how he got a second career boost from MTV. And that made him kind of a, a big major star in the music business for the next four years. That, that guy was, if you don't know, was the one of the original members of the Monkees. Exactly. Or the Ruddles. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We all know who George was. John Paul George Rango. Yes. We're going to do George. It's just basically uh, George. At one point, he's like, uh, what is he, like 42, 43 years old? And he becomes he becomes an MTV mainstay for the next three years. All because of a bunch of clocks and such. Yeah, exactly. I like the other one better when they're with the hot girl playing, uh, was it paint, uh, pinball or something? I don't know. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to go over that. Um, anything else you want to go over, Eric? Um, not right now. No, I think you've pretty much covered it, Monty. Uh, we can maybe go over a couple things another time we could talk about uh, birthdays and happiness and uh you know exactly. exactly we will have more we will see you all next week thank you very much say goodbye eric goodbye eric <laughs> see you guys see you next week thank for uh 80s only this is monty griffin saying goodbye see ya next week hello Bye-bye.